Letter Four of the Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter Four. To Colonel Montague, dear Jack. I was yesterday introduced to the loveliest woman in the universe, Stanley's wife. Yes, that happy dog is still the favorite of fortune. How does he triumph over me on every occasion? If he had a soul of worth, what a treasure he would possess in such an angel. But he will soon grow tired even of her. What immense pains did he take to supplant me in the affections of Lucy Gardner? though he has since sworn to you and many others he proposed no other advantage to himself than rivaling me and conquering her prejudices in my favour he thinks i have forgot all this because i did not call him to an account for his ungenerous conduct and because i still style him my friend but let him have a care my revenge only slept till a proper opportunity called it forth as to retaliating by endeavouring to obtain any of his mistresses that was too trivial satisfaction for me as he is too phlegmatic to be hurt by such an attempt i flatter myself i shall find an opening by and by to convince him that i have neither forgotten the injury or am of a temper to let slip on occasion of piercing his heart by a method effectual and secure men who delight to disturb the felicity of others are most tenacious of their own and stanley who has allowed himself such latitude of intrigue in other men's families will very sensibly feel any stain on his but of this in future let me return to lady stanley she is not a perfect beauty which if you are of my taste you will think rather an advantage than not as there is generally a formality in great regularity of features at most times an insipidity in her there are neither she is in one word animated nature her height is proper and excellently well proportioned i might say exquisitely formed her figure is such as at once creates esteem and gives birth to the tenderest desires stanley seemed to take pleasure in my commendations i wanted you to see her my lord said he you are a man of taste may i introduce julia without blushing through apprehension of her disgracing me you know my sentiments i must be applauded by the world lovely as i yet think her she would be the object of my hate and i should despise myself if she is not admired by the whole court it is the only apology i can make to myself for marrying at all what a brute of a fellow it is i suppose he must be cuckolded by half the town to be convinced his wife has charms lady stanley is extremely observant of her husband at present because he is the only man who has paid her attention but when she finds she is the only woman who is distinguished by his indifference which will soon be the case she will likewise see and be grateful for the assiduities paid her by other men one of the first of those i intend to be i shall not let you into the plan of operations at present Besides, it is impossible, till I know more of my ground, to mark out my scheme. Chance often performs that for us, which the most judicious reflection cannot bring about. 
and I have the whole campaign before me. I think myself pretty well acquainted with the failings and weak parts in Stanley, and you may assure yourself I shall avail myself of them. I do not want penetration, and doubt not from the free access which I have gained in the family, but I shall soon be master of the ruling passion of her ladyship. She is as yet a total stranger to the world. Her character is not yet established. She cannot know herself. She only knows that she is handsome. That secret, I presume, nature has informed her of. Her husband has confirmed it, and she liked him because she found in him a coincidence of opinion. But all that rapturous nonsense will and must soon have an end. As to the beauties of mind, he has no more idea of them than we have of a sixth sense. What he knows not, he cannot admire. She will soon find herself neglected. But at the same time, she will find the loss of a husband's praise amply supplied by the devoirs of a hundred all equal and many superior to him. At first she may be uneasy, but repeated flattery will soon console her, and the man who can touch her heart needs fear nothing. Everything else, as Lord Chesterfield justly observes, will then follow, of course. By which assertion, whatever the world may think, he certainly pays a great compliment to the fair sex. Men may be rendered vicious by a thousand methods, but there is only one way to subdue women. Whom do you think he has introduced as chaperones to his wife? Lady Besford and Lady Anne Parker. You do not admire his choice? Oh, they will be charming associates for her. But I have nothing to say against it, as I think their counsels will further my schemes. Lady Besford might not be so much amiss, but Lady Anne. Think of her, with whom he is belied if he has not had an affair. What madness! It is like him, however. Let him then take the consequences of his folly. And such clever fellows as you and I, the advantage of them. Adieu, dear Jack. I shall see you, I hope, as soon as you come to town. I shall want you in a scheme I have in my head, but which I do not think proper to trust to paper. Yours, Bidolf. End of Letter 4